Welcome to Politics. Two Irish dickheads talking shit about the news. It's the show critics gave a D2 in Leaving Cert Comedy. Uh, I'm Connor. And I'm Rob. He's a uh, in favour of socialism for the rich and cutthroat capitalism for the poor. And he's in favour of socialism in general because he doesn't understand how economics work. It is the 6th of March, 2017. There Get you that go. in. Yeah. And our fr- our, this episode is first broadcast. On 6th of March, 2017. Let's get that out there, <laughs> right off the bat. Because we, we release these right after we record them. <laughs> it's hard to stay current on a, on, on a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's really hard to give a timeless quality to a current affairs show. <laughs> Although, you know, Dave's been given a great job with Mock the Week for years, so... <laughs> All right. Um, so, a couple of couple of things happened this week. It's not as much of a grab bag as it was last week, but it uh, is still a grab bag. It's still pretty much a, it's still a fair a fair old grab bag. Uh, so let's get cracking straight into it with uh, Trump Town, USA. Trump, 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 Trump. Trump. Um, yeah, a couple of things happened over over in, over in Trump Land. Uh, he wants fifty four billion extra to his military because um, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, U.S. actually spends much much less uh, on its military than the next fifteen uh, things combined. Next fifteen countries combined. Oh wait, no, sorry, it's the other one. They spend way way more than everybody else <laughs> in the fucking world, and he's like, you know what, needs more fucking money. I'm not gonna lie for a second there. When you first started saying that, I was going, I think you've got that the wrong way around. But then I was going, no, maybe I just haven't read into it enough. And you know what? Even if it is less than the next 15 countries, that's still pretty unreasonable. Uh, we don't spend as much as these other 15 countries put together. We yeah, should spend more. They, they spend more than the next 15 countries combined. Well, you know, it's I mean, be even more than that. He's looking for 54 billion extra. Uh, apparently, Obama did some cuts. Right. To military spending have we considered the I fact think that I, I think uh, John McCain was saying something along the lines of it's only 3% more than what it was in the Obama administration oh is that all which it needs but but it needs to be bigger because you know the, the Islamist threat well it the is the threat of uh, radical Islamic terrorism etc have we considered the fact that maybe Trump is trying to increase spending in the US Army because it is literally the only way he can think of giving people jobs they're already the single biggest employer in the United States <laughs> Yeah, again, that doesn't surprise like, me. Like, like, by a decent margin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, if you think about it, it's not just troops. It's 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 maintenance crew. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's manufacturing. It's no, I get it. Supports like it's it, they're a huge employer in the states. Yeah. Well, you know, when your military budget is fifteen, is more than the next fifteen countries put together. Yeah, you're going to be a big, pretty big employer. Yep. Um, Do you reckon like our uh, agriculture industry is like? Bigger than the next 15 countries put together. No. Oh. I don't think anything Ireland has ever done has been bigger than the, the next 15 countries put together. I'm not sure we're number one in anything. Happiness. Oh, I think. No, sorry. Uh, it's sorry, not quality of life. It was no, quality no, no, of life no, no, or It's was neither it? of those things. It's neither of those things. It is goodness. That was, that was what it was. We're we, gooder than everybody else. We are the goodest people <laughs> on the planet. Um, By what possible metric is that it, true? It was literally a measure of... <laughs> Uh, you know the amount of money you give the the country gives in foreign aid and research um, and basically how much it contributes to just the oh we're the most generous n- not generous no it, it's general goodness <laughs> yeah just kind of you give the most niceness to the world you make is, is that like you know per capita kind of thing I think so yeah I can only assume so. Yeah, I I remember reading something somewhere before where we were we were number one in like quality of life or not a hope freedom of press or something along those lines. Maybe before two thousand and eight. Yeah. Since then, it's all gone to shite. Yeah, I don't know how you can have a, a homelessness crisis and still be the world leaders in quality of life. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we're uh we're going a bit off topic there. Not us. Never. So basically, yeah, the 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 U uh, uh, Don Donald Hey, I'm not going to be a, a military hawk. Trump uh, is spending fifty four billion extra on his military. Shock and indeed horror. <laughs> um, the other one was uh, Jeff Sessions. <sighs> yeah, he okay. looks. He constantly looks like he he just got away with doing something and can't help breaking into a grin. <laughs> Do you know what? I was literally like, just about to say he, he looks like he the he... villain of a Disney Channel movie. No, he no, he he looks like. He looks like that little shit who just got away with not doing his homework. 
in class like like you know like the teacher went around the class and picked on everybody and gave out to a few students for not doing their homework and he didn't do it and he didn't get called on because he's good at like you know shrinking his shoulders and hiding behind and then the teacher moves on and turns the back and he looks around at everybody else and that's the look that's on his face every time he gives a speech about something but he also has because he has that alabama the old man alabama voice mm. he he said he, he his voice is like molten molasses you're like oh he actually i like that <laughs> <laughs> He sounds pleasant. He sounds oh, pleasant. Wait, no, oh, wait he's a, a horrible big <laughs> <laughs> Like most old Alba- Alabama men. There we go. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does that mean we're the bigots? Ooh. You're, you're making an awful lot of assumptions about uh, the the old white Alabama demographic. Frankly, it's a demographic we can do without here in politics. It's my podcast. I'll assume what I want to. <laughs> and if you've got a problem with that, you can start your own podcast. And we'll listen and to give it. it. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> and um, give you critical feedback. Um, so yeah, basically Jeff's. I just said his name and we did all that. Jeff Sessions um, uh, lied to Al Franken in his uh, confirmation hearing about having contact with the Russians and is now in deep shit over it. Um, again, this, 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 uh, and it, this is another thing which boils down to how uh, generous you're feeling towards him. Yeah. Is I'm it, being a bit facetious when I say he lied. Is it? Yeah, I was going to say, is it that he lied or did he just, you know, obfuscate or, or, or did he not give what he deemed irrelevant information yeah but which turned out to be kind of relevant what happened was al franken asked him a question about as attorney general what would you do if it turned out uh, a member of trump's team or a surrogate for trump's uh, team turned out to have contact with the russians to mm-hmm. which uh, jeff sessions replied i have been called a surrogate myself at a time or two and i haven't had any contact with any russians seems pretty straightforward but it turns out that he had had contact with Russians, but he claims that it uh, with the Russian ambassador while he was kind of doing stuff with Trump's team. But he claims that was in his capacity as a senator and a member of the Armed Forces Committee, despite the fact that he's the only member of the 26-man Armed Forces Committee who actually met with the Russians. Right. So, uh, I don't... Yeah. Again, it, 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 he... people are saying, oh, he met with the Russian ambassador as a part of his thing, and that's why he didn't give the answer... Because the answer pertained to... Yeah, but I mean, that question's well, pretty I, I, straightforward. It, it just, he also didn't answer the question. He didn't say what he'd do if it did happen. He said, well, I didn't do it. <laughs> Which is really indicting him to begin with. You know, it's like, oh, what would you, oh, what would, what would you do if someone killed somebody? Well, I never killed anybody. I don't know if you actually watched any of those confirmation hearings. They are so fucking frustrating to watch. Because <laughs> it's just, it, it's people sitting there kind of going, well, I'm not going to answer that question for various reasons. It's a bit like, do you ever see um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, dickhead who upped uh, drug prices. Oh, um, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Bought the Wu-Tang Clan album. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was, he, he got brought into, actually, he got asked. Martin Screlly. Martin, Martin Screlly. Yeah. He, he got brought into uh, Congress or yeah. the Supreme Court. I think it was the Supreme Court. He okay. was asked to come in to testify on this drug Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Every single question he got asked, he said, I'm the advice smuggler. I'm going to plead. Uh, I'm going to exercise my Fifth Amendment rights to not answer this question. I remember that, and they turned around to him and were basically going, you're not on trial. You don't have to be here. You came here of your own accord. Why yeah. are you doing this? And he said, I'm going to plead the fifth and not answer any question. <laughs> you just imagine I'm the just judge. come in here and waste time. <laughs> just imagine the judge sitting there going, get out, get out, get, get out, get out, get out. I mean... I mean, I, I, the Supreme Court strike, I don't, you don't want to be held in supreme contempt. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just disappointed that not one of the judges asked him who his favourite member of the Wu-Tang Clan was. Uh, he definitely would have played Ted the Fifth on that one. <laughs> yeah, because you don't fa- want Riz on your ass. <laughs> he also doesn't want Wu-Tang everybody... Wu-Tang <laughs> he, he also doesn't want everybody to know that he's a fan of ODB. Um, so, uh, he also... Jeff Sessions also did a thing where he recused himself from the investigation into any uh, contact with the Russians. Which is good. Which is actually, you know, the ethical thing that you would do as a lawyer who abides by a good ethical code. Who has been in contact with the Russians. Who has been in contact with the Russians. He's like, well, I've got a conflict of interest here since obviously I want to find myself innocent, which I obviously am. So I'm going to recuse myself from this investigation. Yeah. As attorney general. Hmm. (laughs) I, as attorney general, have a conflict of interest and I'm recusing myself from the investigation. Hmm. And we've only we're only about what two three months in two uh, months in two months two months yeah. in yeah. Um, it's like I saw one today. It was um, I understand that Donald Trump comes from a reality TV show background, but does he understand that he's not supposed to eliminate a member of his can- cabinet every week? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and just today he did a new ban. Oh, he did a new he ban. Ban- he banned a whole new batch of Muslims. <laughs> now, in fairness, a lot of those are the same Muslims as before. To be fair, it's the exact same Muslims as before. <laughs> 
uh, he did his new ban, and it's basically all the uh, the problems you had with the old ban, that it was uh, too heavy-handed, came in too quickly, uh, fucked with Iraq too much, because there was a lot of Iraqi citizens who really kind of need to be able to get to the United States. Yeah. Um, and basically got rid of all that, and it still bans people coming here from, from those countries, but it just has a lot of caveats now for people who should be able to get in. And right. basically has a thing where... It, it's basically it, it is just a, basically a new extreme vetting we're just going to vet them a bit harder than we were before and we're taking this list of countries from another uh, from the previous administration's list of hey we shouldn't let these countries in yeah. also they fucking they did a thing that pissed me off and this is one of the reasons Jeff Sessions goes on my punchable faces this week because he <laughs> oh, oh, cl- calm down cowboy we'll get there we'll get there yeah I'm, 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 <laughs> this is called seeding right <laughs> Um, Connor's been watching a lot of Doug Stanhope recently, so his angry <laughs> liberal is really, really coming to the fore. Uh, but I'll tell thought, you another thing. But no. you never thought I'd be the level-headed one on I'm this not, show. I'm not drunk enough to be to, to be to be Stanhopey. Oh, we can fix that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he said. Have you eaten one of the, the majority not, not of Snickers right now? Yeah, okay. off-brand Snickers. That's what's in the bowl today. Caramel is a terrible idea for podcasting. It is. Um, I at least lean away from the mic every time I eat my bickies. The people have to know. <laughs> the people have a right to know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Jeff Sessions said while he was uh, implementing this new ban on Muslim-majority countries, yep. he said that the majority of uh, people who have been convicted on terrorist-related uh, activities in the United States yeah. were uh, foreign-born. Yeah... Now, I looked into this, I looked into the PolitiFact thing on that, and um, mm-hmm. Donald Trump tweeted this out as well. And I looked into this, and apparently it comes from a report that uh, Jeff Sessions commissioned, or he was he was a part of the commission that did it. Right. And it takes into account, uh, it doesn't take into account pure domestic terrorism. Right. So that's a little misleading. Yeah, well, a little? It's almost that's entirely. A lot misleading. That's, that's, okay, sorry. That is almost entirely misleading. That is great. Appa- apparently, yeah. Heaps of misleading <laughs> with feckin' bells hanging off. Apparently, the, the numbers he's going off are, these are international, international terrorism-related plots, and the majority of people involved in those were born in foreign countries. Right. So there's some, obviously there's some domestic terrorists who get involved with international groups to yeah. commit their terrorism. Um, and the, but the majority of them were foreign-born. It mm. doesn't take into account domestic terrorists. Right. Which do account for more terrorism than foreign-born terrorists. Right. So, basically, the, America has a bigger problem with far-right white dudes than it does with uh, brown guys from the Middle East. Yeah, well, because those brown guys from the Middle East can't get in. Not anymore, they can't. <laughs> but also, they've been able to get in for the last fucking 15 years. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And I, like, it actually brings it back to a Doug Stanhope bill I saw, which is like, you know, yeah, 9-11 happened and that was a fucking tragedy. But since then, there's been fucking not a lot, of, like, not not a big thing. Like, like you think they would have fucking done something? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they have that thing with the Mark Wahlberg movie? <laughs> I don't think we can call that a national tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the Boston bombings are a national <laughs> tragedy, Connor. <laughs> um... So yeah, that's about it that I have. I'm like the, the new ban seems to be like it's it's also not coming into effect until Paddy's Day. Yeah. So our El Denda is going to be in the in the room when that comes into effect. And like, <laughs> That'll be fun. He's like, oh, you know, Donald, I'm out of the job in a couple of months, so I can just tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a dick move there, Donny. <laughs> uh, I had one thing. You're finished that item, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I have on the new ban. Yeah, basically, it's 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 a new ban, but it's 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 not as completely awful as the old ban, but it's still pretty awful. I had, I had another one on just one small thing on Trump that I literally just thought of there. I looked it up and I found it again. So this is a kind of a weird example of the way both Trump and the media play with each other, right? So a couple of days ago, towards the end of last week, Trump signed into effect two new bills which were the, I'm trying to find the exact words, the Promoting Women in Entrepreneurship Act. Sorry, that was the second one. And the first one was the Inspire Act. So the Inspire Act directs NASA to promote STEM fields to women and girls. And the Promoting Women in Entrepreneurship Act 
uh, authorizes the National Science Foundation to support entrepreneurial programs ah, for women. Shit, I agree with that. Yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> now, see, right? There's your reaction. Ah, shit, I agree with that. Now, what's funny about this was because I saw the reason this came to my attention was I don't know why, but a post from Ivanka's uh, Facebook account or Twitter or something came up on my news feed. And I looked into it and went, oh, right, okay, yeah, he signed that in. And then went, I, have seen, I haven't seen this at all in media. Like, I haven't seen it covered anywhere. Right. So I'd, I'd heard something vaguely about it, but nothing concrete. So I was kind of going, did that actually happen? And looked it up. Yeah, found it. It's on CNET. But the weird one about it is, so it's almost as though it's being, it's not being covered because, hey, look, he, he actually did a good thing. Yeah. But at the same time, if you look at it, nowhere does it say that, you know, he had anything to do with those bills. He just signed them in. Right. So what I mean is, like, somebody in Congress is the one who wrote and pushed that forward. Well, I mean, if he just, if, well, he if, just didn't go, actually, no, let's get rid of that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if we're going to give him credit, give him shit for the Muslim ban thing, we kind of have to give him credit for the other stuff he signs in. You know what I mean? Hang on a second. That's not how bias works. Hmm. Hmm. Unbiased is biased? What a country. Sorry, mouthful of bickies. What have we got this week, Rob? Um, this week I have <laughs> chalk chunk cookies from uh, Ali. There you go, folks. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's always so interested in what bickies I'm eating. It's an important part of the show. It is. Uh, in cool. any way, the bickies are our fourth class member. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all I have in Trump. And, Amer- and American news in general, because mm. I still can't really find non-Trump American news. Yeah. It's just not there. It's just, not, it's just what everybody's focusing in on. Yep. Grant, we can move on from that, so. Um, I have a tiny bit in the UK. Let's go on the UK. I, I've literally won one item on the UK. I yeah. think I saw something along the lines of Enda and Theresa May had phone calls with Stormont kind of going, seriously, mm. get your shit together. Because you guys need to have a fucking government in place when Brexit hits, which is probably going to be oh, yeah. sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next two months. Yeah. yeah. So. It's almost like that destabling act, uh, destabilizing act that Sinn Féin pulled worked. Hmm. How about that? Hmm. Um, but the only actual thing I have is something, uh, does it, EU nationals that are living in the UK at the moment. Yeah. Uh, when Brexit hits, they will need to have the, the Home Office has basically put in a thing that says if they don't have comprehensive health insurance, right, they can be removed. Right. So basically, all you EU nationals can't scrub scrub off our uh, NHS anymore. Yeah, but because the NHS exists, nobody has comprehensive health insurance in in the UK. Ooh, that's sneaky. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. Ooh, yeah. load of snakes in Westminster. Say it ain't so, Rob. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Wait a minute, you mean the Tories did something underhanded? I'll not hear of it. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it's basically a case of, you know, toe the line or we can kick you out kind of thing. That's, yeah, okay. Mm, interesting. I wonder how... We only want the good EU nationals. I wonder I think, how far I think the, uh, the, the comparison they said was like, you know, uh, if, you, if you have like, you know, a, a wealthy English dude with a German wife... Mm. Or a, a Polish dude who's sleeping rough. Yeah. They're both equally likely to be able to be kicked out. Yeah. But you're you're much more likely to kind of go, hey, you Polish guy, you... you even, even, like, it's the same, for instance, if he's, if, he's a, if he's a beggar, but he's not actually claiming off the state. Yeah, So yeah, he's yeah. not actually a sponge. No. But, you know, he looks grubby. <laughs> 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 so that, therefore, they can get rid of that guy and leave, leave the English dude with his wife. Oh, man, now just ideas of, like, this Tory van driving around the UK just picking up all the grubby-looking immigrants. <laughs> Off you go. Off you go. Does uh, it, yeah, well, I I'm English, get... but I'm English. Oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry sir. sir. You go back to your stoop. You <laughs> <laughs> Return it, to your gutter, sir. <laughs> yeah. It is your God-given right to be as grubby as you want in your country. <laughs> God save our gracious queen. <laughs> um, that's all I have in the UK. Nothing right. else much happened in the UK as far as I can tell this week. No, not really. That came to my attention. So let's move swiftly on to the opposite of the UK, Europe. Y- yeah, relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of France. I have a weird thing that I found, which is uh, Sweden is enforcing military conscription, conscription again in, in 2018. Yep. 4,018 year olds, which are people born in 1999. Yep. 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 Uh, starting January 2018 yeah 4,018 year olds will be conscripted mm. every year 
Yep. To to I think it was something along the lines of, well, you saw what happened with Crimea, and we're pretty close to Russia, so beep. that's pretty much yeah. They've basically kind of gone, oh, there's a lot of tensions rising up on the the Eastern Bloc. Uh, we could really do it raising the profile of our army. Pretty sure they share a border up the north with Russia. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Geography is another. I'll nice have, to look, have to look into that. Yeah, we'll have to look. One way or the other, it's not. It's not a far step through Finland. Mm. But in true Swedish equal fashion, it is men, and, men women. and women. It is men and women. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, turns out they're they're not a member of NATO, so I, oh, no, I, I no, assume they not. wouldn't get the. The protections that come with that. Yeah, well, that was part of the reason they did it. They basically went, oh, well, we don't have like a large international <laughs> organization to fall back on. We better square our shit. Yep. Uh, and the other one is the France thing. The France thing? The France thing. The France thing. So it's all heating up in France. Two months ago to the election. France is... I think they just have an election cycle that's slightly longer than it needs to be. And hence, there's just a lot of media shit around it. Like, they're yeah. not as bad as the fucking 18-month United States... <laughs> But, but man, they squeeze a lot of controversy into that short period of time. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're all on the take. Every last one of them. <laughs> so do you want Le Pen or Fillon first? Uh, let's go. With let's do Fillon first because he's kind of. The boy. The fuck did you ask my opinion? Because because I want to give you the illusion of choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you true socialist, you. <laughs> so Fillon's still in it, just about, just about. He's hanging uh, on. That's actually literally what my notes say. <laughs> um, Comprehensive. Yeah, basically, his 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 campaign staff left. Uh, his wife his wife came out and said, "Yeah, I know. I said he never gave me a job, but he actually he he did give me jobs, but he did do the jobs." Right. Hmm. Um, Your story is changing ever so slightly, <laughs> Madame Fillon. <laughs> but he had a big rally, and a lot of people turned up to it. Oh, that's nice. And went, you know what? I'm going to stay in it for the people. For and to be fair, like you know, a couple of thousand people showed up. Yeah, it was a big, pretty big rally, and that that always looks impressive in front of the cameras. <laughs> Just ask Trump. He got elected. He got elected on that. Yeah, he did. Um, so yeah, like he's still in it. He's still he's still there. He's still hanging in. Because I, I think there was a couple of mandates where it was like the other guy in his party who would step up was kind of went, "No, I wasn't the one who was voted in to run for president, so I'm not going to do that." Dear God, please don't make me do it. Kinda, yeah. And uh, Marianne Le Pen uh, did something controversial which is a shocker to many I know I know uh, so. she had her um, immunity to prosecution that MEPs mm-hmm. get revoked yeah I saw that because she tweeted out some um, some some, uh, some somebody tweeted at the National Fund saying hey you guys are a lot like ISIS yeah and regardless of whether that's true or accurate or brilliant or whatever uh, she then replied with a picture of a beheaded journalist saying mm. yeah no we don't pull this shit yeah <laughs> Like, she also, like a, gra- a graphic, graphic picture of a, of a beheaded journalist. Yeah, she also at one stage compared um, Muslim immigrants in France to Nazis. That's the last time this happened. That's the last time she had her um, uh, rights, her uh, fucking immunity yeah, to prosecution Im- revoked. Wow. <laughs> that was dropped, as far as I know. Yeah, or, or it was turned over. It was turned over, something along those lines. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, dis- disseminating um, violent imagery is a crime in France. And hence, oh, she has done a crime. <laughs> She's done there, done a crime. She's done there, done a crime. But that yeah, the, la- the last thing this happens, it was a picture of a load of um, Muslims praying in the street for Ramadan or whatever. Yeah. And uh, no, I saw she that. Put a, she put up a tweet that said, basically said, you want to talk about occupation? People who want to like, talk about World War II are being occupied right now. It just doesn't really look like it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So Muslims are Nazis. <laughs> what do you mean I'm getting done for hate speech? <laughs> oh, wow. Hmm, I've got... Uh, Let me see now. I have some chalk in this hand and some cheese in this hand. Yep, both taste the same to me. Yep. Um, so, because those two are... are well, hang on. Is there, like is that, has there been any word on like what effect that's going to have on our presidential bid? Well, if she's... I don't know. Yeah, this is the thing well, that I know. I don't know if that's a thing of if she's convicted of that. Is that a case of oh well, she's technically a criminal and hence can't hold office, or if it's a case of ah yeah, that's kind of a misdemeanor. It's not really a, a serious enough crime to warrant her not being eligible. Yeah, this is the I thing that annoyed know. me about that. I, I looked into that a little bit as well, and I could not find any um, repercussions for this. All I could see was oh yeah, this has happened to her before, and I'm kind of going, how many times does this have to happen to somebody before somebody goes, hmm, maybe we shouldn't let this person. Run but this anymore. is just all the uh, the 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 euro uh, cunts sticking their noses <laughs> into France's business and saying, oh, let's get rid of Marine Le Pen because she tells it like it is. Yeah. 
there is something really really amusing to me about the idea of like french nationalism you know this is literally one of the two big states that set up what we now understand to be the eu and they're going hey we don't want europe involved in our business anymore and you're kind of going well hang on a second it was your business in the first place that brought (laughs) us here I'm really like uh, the one I haven't heard, and I'm sure it exists, but I haven't heard any noise really from the um, the like if there's any Eurosceptics in Germany. Oh yeah, of course like, there are. I know there are, but I haven't heard any big talk from them. Is what I'm saying. Well, there's the the, the AFD. Yeah, but I, when was the last time you saw them in the paper? Yeah, uh, when they were running against Merkel and getting numbers. Yeah, when was that though? Uh, a couple of months ago. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mustn't have been paying too close attention. Yeah. Like that. That's. It's like. Uh, like freedom for Germany or whatever. They're yeah. huge Eurosceptic. They're basically the, the far right in Germany, which yeah. is you know never a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but my point was that Eurosceptics in France and Eurosceptics in Germany basically sitting around going, "Oh, we don't want Europe getting involved in our business." And you're kind of going, "Well, you know what? Europe wouldn't have had to be a thing. The EU wouldn't have to be a thing if you two could just stop knocking the lumps out of each other <laughs> for once for fifty years." <laughs> Hang on a second, that French lad looked at me cross-eyes. War! God, not another one. <laughs> Last thing Ireland needs is to be neutral in another war. <laughs> we just can't hack it. Eh, Irish neutrality is a very um, <laughs> subjective term. Depends on what you understand by neutral. <laughs> is that all you got on, on That's France? all I've got on Europe. Oh, wait, no. Uh, what about Macron? What's oh he yeah, at? sorry. Uh, yeah, Macron continues to be boring and hence the best <laughs> candidate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a proper case of like the tortoise and the hare. Only in this case, there's two hares knocking oh. lumps at each other. <laughs> <laughs> One hare is being investigated for hate crimes. <laughs> the other hare is being investigated for fraud. And the tortoise just slowly plodding along, going, "Vote for me as a vote for safety." I've got a centrist agenda, and I've got a nice face. <laughs> So yeah, apparently he's uh, he's he's a big hit among Democrat or uh, liberal urban liberals, but uh, he he's recently been doing the rounds of farmers, kind of going, "See, you can vote for me too." Yeah, I'm also an option. I'm not gonna lie, like I mean, I don't know all that much. I've read bits into the the French election, so I don't know huge things about their their yeah. policies. He strikes me as a Weedabix of a man. Yeah, but is that like, really you know, such a, a bad a, thing? A solid, stodgy. Like, like candidate who'll just get you through the day yeah but is that really such a bad thing no at the, uh, I, want, I want a stable <laughs> yeah. I don't you but I want a stable dude to run my country at the <laughs> junction we're at in global and European politics at the moment I, I kind of want a bit of a tortoise just sitting around going everything's fine look at me turtle politics you heard it here first I'm lovely and safe <laughs> isn't that a lovely shade of beige it reminds me Why? of my tea and digestive biscuits yep that's how you got in France. So, Connor's nodding. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we guess Shit, we that's move... all I have on Europe. Right. So we move on to Irish politics. We can move on to Irish politics. Yeah, we do go with a fair bit of news. Um, and we can do we can do two wee bits for us, and that, that that'll give us all the context we need for punchable faces. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So uh, the strikes got called off. Thank God. No thanks to um our our our, our grousy. Transport Mr. Minister, Transport. Senor Ross. <laughs> the, the, um, the I, I think they basically kind of went, okay, we can't actually have the strikes. We'll call off the, the 85 directives, cost-cutting measures. We're going to mm. just not, not implement them right now. We're going to kick, kick the can down the road a bit. Well, basically what happened was... For the love of God, please don't strike. <laughs> what basically happened was the, um, the unions and the management went, okay, let's go back into talks. But, you know... Uh, Ross is still hiding under his desk, not answering his phone. <laughs> Someone called him out in the doll last week and basically went... Oh, yeah, call called him the invisible man. Yeah, what are you doing, <laughs> your minister for transport? Get fucking involved in this. And Ross's answer was something along the lines of, "There's no point in me getting involved. I don't have any money to fix it." <laughs> well, fucking do, Shane. If we had money to fix it, we would need you to get involved, but we don't. You're supposed to be. You're the one who's supposed to look after this shit. What are we paying you ninety grand a year for, huh? To get the buses and uh, wait, ministers but, get paid more, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a senseless waste of taxpayer money. <laughs> Speaking of senseless waste of taxpayer money, the water charges came back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's called a segue, Rob. It is, Learn yeah. Learn from the master. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose I have to do water charges now. Shit, I wasn't going to yeah, do Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, segwayed yourself into a corner there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, water charges was back in the news. 
because uh, Fianna Fáil uh, says no more water charges and then Fianna Gael, Simon Coveney came in and said well we have to have some water charges like, because the EU says because so because the EU directive and we found out about this and we were informed about this in 2009 that some EU directive kind of said listen lads you're not really up to, up to par with your water charges and hence yeah. why the water charges came in in the first place it was yeah. just done in a blatantly transparently corrupt way that people kind of went no yeah. no I'm not, I'm not doing that so uh, now he's saying, listen, we have to have some kind of a charge for excessive uh, use. Fair. Which is reasonable. Yeah. And Fianna Fáil says, fuck you, no water charges. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the stalemate that they're at. Although apparently, the, the thing I was, I was looking at just there said, um, Fianna Fáil are on board with fines for excessive use. But, but not for charges. Excessive charges. And I don't know what the fucking difference is. <laughs> What's the difference between a charge and a fine? I don't know. Because <laughs> I know uh, one of the things they were talking about was uh, they don't want the metering to, to keep going ahead because if the infrastructure is there for metering, then the infrastructure is there for them to just renege on it at a later stage and kind of go, well, we yeah. have the metering there, we're just going to go back to in- installing water charges. Yeah. So if you don't install the metering, then you're basically committing to not doing water charges for the future. Mm-hmm. So they were also talking about doing dist- uh, uh, metering by district so you can tell when something's over overrunning or excessive. Because yeah. that's another thing about metering is it tells you where there's water wastage. Yeah. So it does, like, it's not just, hey, we want to charge you for your water. It's actually got an infrastructure uh, repair mm. uh, diagnostic element to it as well. Yeah. Um, and it was actually, there was a great bit on, um, on, on, on Pat Kenny the other morning on News Talk where he was talking to uh, Fianna Gael, uh, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael TD about right. this. And the Fianna Fáil TD was like, you know, well, you know, you look at districting and, you know, you can kind of go in and look, and look at the, this row of houses and see, and see what the story is. And Packany was like, you know, okay, so that's, the, you know, or, you know, they're doing stuff in Scotland that we can also kind of take a look at and, and use that. And Packany went, no, no, hang on a second. What are you going to do? <laughs> and your man went, well, we're looking at this. And you're, no, 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 no. What are you going to do? I'm sick. I'm blue in the face <laughs> listening to you saying you're going to do stuff without giving any details. What is actually going to happen? And your man just didn't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bad spot to be in. Uh, it's it's weird. I'm actually a fan of Pat Kenny. It's a, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, you've been getting big into your news talk lately. He's just on in the mornings when I'm driving to driving to work and driving to college. So it's yeah. it's just easy to. <laughs> he's got his dulcet tones soothe me in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also um, I had a point. Yeah, on the blatant corruption of Irish water, as, <laughs> as you so delicately put it. I mean, I think the big thing about going into the water charges was. At no point did anybody just turn around and go, look, here's what we're doing, here's what we're charging, and here's what it's for. Because the simple fact is, there are a couple of reasons why that extra charge or tax needed to be implemented. One was the EU directive that said, no, you need, you don't charge enough for your water, you need to sort that shit out because everybody else in Europe does this and you need to do it too. Fair. But the other one was the fact that our water pipes were so old we were losing at the time it was something like 52% oh don't get me wrong the water infrastructure in this country needs to be fixed yeah. but the way you don't do that is you don't set up a semi-private company and then give it 85 million euro in consultancy <laughs> fees <laughs> agreed that's, that's what you don't do yeah. <laughs> don't, no, nobody's saying I don't want to pay water charges because I think you'll find there's plenty of people saying they don't want to pay water charges nobody's saying I don't want to pay for my water I think you'll find there's plenty of people saying they don't want to no, pay for yeah, like, like nobody's saying like you know I, I, I believe it's wrong to expect to pay for some some breed of a water charge right, right. to provide a proper infrastructure if you right. said listen we're going to fix the infrastructure it's going to save us money in the long run you'll get it yeah. back in when, when we lower taxes on the road tax yeah yeah because yeah. we're not going to need this money down the road because yeah. right now we're literally pissing money into the, into the ground yeah instead they kind of went you have to pay a water charge now yeah, that's what I kind anybody of said who does, Anybody who does, doesn't pay it is going to get arrested. Yeah, that's what I kind what of said What are you doing start. protesting? You can't do that. That's not allowed. <laughs> I kind of said that at the start as well. If they'd have just turned around and said, okay, look, lads, here's the story. We're implementing this body for the next five to ten years because our water infrastructure is an absolute shite. We need to get it fixed. But once the actual pipes have been fixed, we will be reducing the charges significantly. So what you're saying is you wanted a uh, <coughs> transparent and accountable government to make decisions that would affect uh, long-term change in this country beyond the, the next election? Yes. Uh, that's Where do you think you are, sunshine? <laughs> <laughs> where do you think you are, Sweden? Um, yeah, I think we, we're, we're just about ready to move on to punchable faces. 
Yay! Just about ready. Um, so before we do that, there's, there was a thing out in Tume this week. Oh, you may uh, have heard about this. They found 800 septic tanks out the back of a mother and baby home. Now, hang on. And I think no. they were just getting into it, and, and they were kind of going, hey, this is a big waste of like um, infrastructure. It kind of ties back into the Irish water thing as well. Yeah. Um, and people kind of, why the fuck would... Surely after the first couple, you kind of go, listen, this, this, this is not actually that big of a house. It was just... Well, well, I think you. I think you've mixed you're, up you're your looking numbers at me weird. there. Yeah, because you said eight hundred septic tanks. Yeah, that's that's what it was, wasn't it? No, it was twenty. Twenty septic tanks. Yeah, I oh, read. That's a perfectly acceptable amount. I of read septic twenty tanks. septic tanks. Yeah, that's a yeah. perfectly acceptable. I think amount you're. Of septic ta- tanks. I think you're saying they found eight hundred of what they found in the septic tanks. No, no. All right. Oh, oh, hang on a second. Oh, I read that wrong. Yeah, I think you oh. did. No, that was. Oh, no, no, I'm sad. No, Connor, there wasn't. A, there wasn't a problem with the fact that they found 800 septic tanks. They found 20 septic tanks, but they found the remains of potentially 800 infants in those septic tanks. Oh, that's not funny at all, Rob. No, no, it's not. Oh dear, this is awful. This is mm. this is absolutely tragic. Oh, mm. oh dear, I've made a pithy remark, and now I'm sad. Yeah, we all are. That's that's you know basically my life right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that. It was a thing that happened. Yeah, it was a pretty so, uh, bad number thing. one on the punchable sorry. faces this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it after punchable faces because this warrants far more. Discussion. It does warrant a bit of discussion. So basically, that yeah, they found eight hundred the remains of eight hundred um, children. Yeah. Well, between thirty five fetal weeks and three years old, two yeah. to three years old. Yeah. In uh, in in septic tanks and sewerage uh, things. Yeah. Uh, chambers. Mm. Uh, out the back of a, a mother and daughter home in Tume, yeah, in Galway, which is the second. So time this um, like this has been I, I don't know who it is, but whoever was running that place gets number one on my uh, punchable faces list. And that's I do it. have Catholic Church written down here, but Rob threatened to have an argument with me. <laughs> and frankly, well, actually, we probably do have the time. <laughs> <laughs> literally, my point was my point was literally just. Let's not blame literally every Catholic in the world. I never said every Catholic in the world. I said yeah. the Catholic Church is an organization, specifically mm. regarding how it administered that thing in in in, in Ireland. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. Before we get into that anymore, we'll 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 go down the list. Uh, Nigel Farage gets on it again this week, just because he's a smug shit. I saw, this I, saw, a- I saw a video of him and he was like, you know, oh yeah, I was over in the in, in the White House and got pre-clearance and got all the thing and then did my thing in the White House and I missed my flight home. So I went back to Trump Tower, to Trump Hotels and I was sitting there, I was eating my dinner mm. and somebody came over and went, oh, there's like, you know, we have a very special guest here. I think he wants to talk to you. And Donald Ooh. Trump came over and said, oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, you told me these were the best hotels in the world. And he was like, come on, let's have some dinner. And then we had dinner and we talked. I can't really tell you what we talked about, but I can tell you this. He's a great man, and I just wanted to slap the smug out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, saw you know, that. Yeah, he was one of my buddies, the biggest bully in the playground over there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video you know as that well. You that smug fucking shit weasel who tags <laughs> along with the big boy? You're like, nah, fuck you. Like, you know the, the guy you kick the shit out of if, if, if the fucking bigger cunt wasn't standing right there? <laughs> Yeah. That's him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw this video as well. He didn't actually do um, or say anything objectionable this week. He's just a smug shit. I saw that video as well, and it was the I can't tell you what we talked about because of uh, confidentiality and blah, 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 blah. and I sat there and I went, "Oh, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares what you spoke about. Do you know who I hate? <laughs> who do you hate? I hate immigrants. I hate them too. Wow." Tuesdays with Maury has nothing on this. <laughs> um, Sack of milk toke bastards. You wanted to punch Shane Ross, Shane Ross in the face again. Always. Always punch him forever. in his big grousey punch head. Punch him in his big grousey head. Yeah. Uh, I want to Fix punch- the buses, you bastard. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. <laughs> we should not be on week three of this. <laughs> I'm getting sick of talking about bus strikes. <laughs> We're running out of puns for the nine name dials. <laughs> Um, Jeff Sessions is on there because uh, he, he, he lied. He's a big liar. And he, he knew he lied because he ran the numbers on the thing that he lied about. Yeah. And he just, just that. Especially since I know he can be ethical because he did the whole recusing himself thing. Yeah. Like, no, no. I, I know you know what ethics are. This is, this is like a Trump thing where I'm not entirely sure he knows what's going on at any given moment. <laughs> this is one of those things where you're kind of sitting there going, um, you're an attorney general. You definitely know what yeah. ethics are. <laughs> Even if you choose to ignore them. Um, and finally, we have a bloke called Bill Donahue. Yeah. Who was... Uh, Who's gone kind r- of r- viral r- in r- Ireland at the moment. Yeah, because yeah. he, he wrote a, an okay. article for catholicleague.org about how the Tune Baby scandal is fake news. Yep. The exa- and 
the best part I, I read through that article in its entirety and my favourite part about it is his arguments are listen the only kind of real evidence we have here is that some some kids stumbled across this, this this so-called mass grave it wasn't a mass grave he just stumbled across uh, some breed of a septic tank and he looked down into it and he said listen there was maximum about 20 babies worth of skeletons in there <laughs> this whole thing of like you know, 800 babies in a mass grave is a whole big fell pile of fake news it was like 20 babies in a septic tank which hmm. realistically who among us doesn't have about 20 babies in their septic well, tank? That, Let's get real, guys. Well, he very clearly does. Oh, it's, it, it was just a case of, listen, it's not, it's not a massive, um, like, like, big, it's, it, like, you know, it's, it's not a massive uh, tragedy. Yeah. It's just a much it's smaller tragedy. It's all fake. It's a lie. But it's also that beautiful thing oh. where he's going, well, it's not a mass because there's only 20 of them. 20 isn't a mass, and it's definitely not a grave because it's clearly a septic tank. <laughs> If you're going to get pedantic over something, <laughs> I'm not sure this is where you want to be going with it. But I mean... Because you're still... Like, it's... There's still 20 babies in a septic. Even if you're right, there's yeah. still 20 babies in a septic tank. This all, <laughs> this all kicked off about two years ago. I yeah. can't remember the, the researcher's name, but there was a local historian. Uh, Catherine Colley. Something like that. I should probably look that up. We'll look that up. Um, but anyway, yeah, she uh, she she she, she she was doing some research into the mother and baby home, and she found seven hundred and eighty odd. I think it was seven eighty six, but seven hundred and eighty odd death certificates, and then oh. only yeah, and then okay. only found about a half a dozen to a dozen burial certificates, and went here. Hang on a second. There's something not right here. How can you have hundreds of deaths, but so very few burials? And this is where it all snowballed from. They looked into it and they right. found the first... Right, I didn't, didn't realise that was where it actually came oh, from. Yeah. Okay, because oh, yeah. I remember hearing about this a couple of years ago, and it was this whole thing of like, you know, 800 babies in a septic tank, and people kind of going, no, it's just, they're looking into it. Like, yeah. and, and back then, yeah, I would have agreed with your man. There's no actual evidence that it's happened. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's do the thing. But no, it's like, no, they did a commission and they did an investigation and they unearthed the thing. And yeah, it turns out there was 800 babies in that septic tank. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of loath to do this, but because it's what I do, I'm, I'm going to play slightly devil, devil's advocate here. I play. <laughs> there was some in a septic tank, then there was some in another thing that was 20 chambers and 17 of them. No, that was, no those were septic tanks. Those were septic tanks. Oh, okay. But I've, at this stage, I kind of feel as though I've played devil's advocate so many times that when I die, Satan himself is going to come running up to me going, dude, you got to help me out with this. Do you want a job? <laughs> so uh, it's just like a couple of small things. I'm at no point going, oh, no, there's there's no one to blame here. And, you know, I'm at no point am I trying to excuse what happened. I'm just kind of putting, uh, I guess, a little bit more context into the whole thing. So the first one is everybody's kind of going, you know, uh, charges, prison you know someone pay for all this uh now maybe that's uh, impossible yeah that, that, like that place was open from 1921 to 1965 yeah anybody who was in charge is dead yeah that's, or so old that there's no fucking point that's kind of yeah that's basically where i was going with this like who who honestly who are you gonna put in jail for that are you gonna like you're gonna bring um the catholic archbishop or are you gonna try also, and pursue us to the vatican i was looking at this and Apparently there was a guard of forensic investigators going in and having a look at it and they were saying, mm-hmm. listen, we could go in and have a look and try and figure out causes of death and all that and actually identify the corpses. But there's no fucking point. It'd oh, be no. just way too time consuming and it wouldn't really fucking get you anywhere. Yeah. And that leads me on to the second one. I see a lot of people going, charges, murder, etc., etc. And that makes me go, hang on five seconds here. We don't... Please God, nobody lynch me for this. We don't actually know that there was any murders involved no now, i was about to say we don't know there was any foul play but considering the nature of these there homes, was definitely foul i'm play. not comfortable in saying that and there was also um but i'm not assuming for a second and i don't think anybody should assume for a second that there was somebody whose job it was to kill babies and put them in a septic tank yeah what i'm more inclined to think happened is these were negligence maybe negligence could have been like infant mortality was still really high at that uh, point in I've, I've actually heard a thing on this and uh, I think it was something on the lines of a baby died every two days in, yeah. that, in that house right. oh right okay hmm. and like I, even considering the time it was, I think it was something like half half the babies born there died 
Right. Okay. And, and like, like, even considering the infant mortality rate at the time, it was still way higher. Fair. Okay. And and and, and as a result of that, that's that's mm. what kind of brings the kind of gross negligence and yeah, yeah. The, and yeah. there was also the thing of they were sent there for them to be taken care of. So there was a duty of care thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no, they you're, just yeah, didn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, but um, I was going somewhere with this. Yeah, you know, yes, that is shady shit. There's no two ways about it. It is. Uh, in the whole. Re- in relation to them not being buried now i know through my own research and stuff like that that in many cases not just in this place and not just in the catholic church and not just in ireland but at that time with um stillborns or infant deaths a lot of times there wasn't a burial Oh yeah, because before you're baptized, you're not a people. Yeah, kind of. Um, that's probably where it's st- it stemmed from. But I mean, I've come across numerous cases of you know um, kids being born and you know uh, the body being disposed of in a way. Like I've read reports of children being born in the hospital and their parents never getting to hold them because the child was stillborn. So the hospital literally just went, "Oh well, no point in giving this to the parents." And disposing of the body and there was a huge case over that a couple of years ago as well where everybody yeah. was going hang on where the hell is my kids remains yeah and they ended up basically going we don't know in a bin yeah the, the yeah. all the bodies were incinerated and we you know we don't we, exactly keep we don't, the ashes yeah. yeah and all this kind of stuff which in itself like don't get me wrong that's horrific it's awful but i'm just kind of trying to say it's just a pragmatic thing yeah, yeah. no i'm not i don't even agree from it from yeah. a, agree with it from a pragmatic point of view i'm just kind of going let's let's not let's not look at this by today's moral standards exactly right do you know what i mean like yes it is awful and yes it is horrible i'm not defending it for a second but you know it's i don't think from what i've read anyway i don't see any evidence that it was like a, a systematic uh, yeah. murdering of children yeah I think it's more more of a gross negligence thing yeah quite and possibly I, I've also heard a couple of things where basically the kids in these homes were subjected to uh, medical trials and stuff mm, and like, I like saw va- something va- about vaccine this. trials yeah I saw something about this but I, I didn't really like, uh, see I, 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 I listened to an interview with a bloke who grew up in one of those homes and yeah. uh, you know the way like people have like you know the three pock marks in their arms where they get the yeah, yeah, yeah. vaccines he's got like 10 of them up and down his arms oh well and anytime he goes to a doctor the doctors are like I haven't seen anything like this before <laughs> this yeah, is right. fucked up yeah um, I guess and there's like there's something like 14 of these homes all across the country and like there was yeah. uh, I think your one Corliss Catherine Corliss Corliss I think she said that like you know there's a couple of like you know, suspicious mounds she'd be like you know I'd say I don't know but let's let's. Mm-hmm. I do know this might the... open it up to actually investigating all of this shit because it's, it's also a case of um, each of those deaths had to be reported to the government yeah legally Oh, yeah. And as you said, oh, they had to do his death reports. They so. should have been, but, you know, how many of them weren't? Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm looking at is kind of go, yeah, you said about there's 14 of them. I saw something, um, there's a group, it's like the Tomb Survivors Group or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember their name exactly, so don't kill me for it. But they said there's something like nine of those homes in Tomb alone. Oh. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But right. that is the number that I remember. Yeah, the, 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 I the figure I got was like uh, 14 nationwide. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I read that completely wrong. Mm. Anyway. like to, Anyway. To, to go back on it, just my line of reasoning on the whole thing is, um, I saw, to put it, one of the other, th- one of the things that I'm thinking of along this kind of line, that this, the thing that this puts me in mind of is this theory of the the famine being a genocide yeah and you know there's a lot of people who kind of go oh if you look at the aid, the way um britain responded to it and uh the aid that was given to ireland and things like that it's you know they didn't do nearly enough yeah um, but we and, were producing enough food to feed ourselves Rob, but we were giving it away to the uh, brits shut up <laughs> and um the basically the, the whole idea is oh you know no they orchestrated it they didn't care and they killed us and blah 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 and the big argument that most historians come back with over that one is yes but you're judging that by today's humanitarian standards what we are capable of now is in no way um comparable to what they were capable of at the time yeah they were probably still a bit sloppy and uh, you know uh, haphazard with what they did with the whole thing mm. but 
it's unfair to view it from a modern yeah again i think that was a case of reckless criminal negligence yeah like, I, think don't was, get me wrong. I think it was a very similar thing with the famine because because yeah. i mean i'm not going to get into it here because we don't have the time but yeah the, the, there was a lot of, of things that the british did that were basically just completely and utterly negligent and created the circumstances in which the famine would occur and it would look exactly the same if they did it by accident than if they did it on purpose yeah the but results my, the results and how it how it turned out would look exactly the same yeah but what my point is my ultimate point is that was just the way it was then that's not okay. Like, I mean, it's still awful. Yeah, but, but it's also a case of we just have to wait and see how it plays out. And, yeah, and, that's and the see what thing. is to happen. Because yeah. you know, basically, everyone's just come out and condemned it, and that's probably all that's going to happen. Yeah, because what can you do about this? Honestly, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, probably look into it more on the other homes and see if there's mm. any 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 skeletons in the septic tank. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, we've all got a few skeletons in our septic tank. <laughs> Uh, other than yeah looking into it to actually see if there was systematic abuse in these homes there's kind of nothing else you could do yep it's awful so we have to wait and just see if any actions come out of that committee anyway the north had an election moving on from dead babies oh thank god we can make jokes about this Christ on a bike woo oh god right um where were we? The North had an election. Oh, yeah. Da-da-da-da-da it's the motherfucking D-U-P no, you were sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fun times, fun times. So the well, big for- outcome of it, uh, the DUP lost their overall majority. Yeah, no, unionists lost their overall majority. No, the DUP specifically. Oh, that's lost right. Yeah, because they've only got twenty-eight and ninety seats. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, wait, how many seats did they have before? Um. Because because uh, the number of they've seats they've also went reduced down. the number of seats. It yeah, because it went from one hundred eight to ninety. Ninety. Yeah. So did they have fifty something seats? Uh, no, because it was was it ninety at the last. Surely, time? if they had a majority, then they wouldn't power share to form a government. No, I, unionists I, lost their overall majority. No, 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 no. The the DUP did have an overall majority in the previous uh, what you call it, the previous assembly. But they still had a power-sharing government because that's part of the terms of the Good Friday Agreement. There needs to be um, a voice from both sides in government. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what power-sharing in the North is. So, uh, yeah, the DUP lost sweet seats. Sinn Féin gained seats. Um, I don't have the like how much everybody gained and lost but i do have the total numbers uh so the dup are on 28 that's a swing of minus 1.1 percent Sinn Féin are up to 27 which is a swing of plus 3.9 percent so they were massive yep. gainers there yeah like uh, what was a dup used to have 10 seats on Sinn Féin and now they're only one yeah they had 10 yeah they had 10 seats over them uh sdlp are on 12 uup are on 10 alliance 8 green to tuv which is the traditional unionist voice is what that stands for uh, I have one and people before profit have two yeah no, in, in the previous thing the DUP had 38 seats there you go. out of 108 out of 108 yeah, yeah. that's not nearly a majority uh, I'm not going to do the sums so plural- it's, a, it's a plurality yeah but it's not a majority yeah. majority means they have over 50% plurality means they have the most yeah but uh, well how many did any of the other unionists have at that stage uh, 16 1 uh, the UUP had 16 that was it right okay so you see uh, yeah like 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 of so if you add those two together then they had a majority but yeah well it is also the first time ever that unionists don't have a the overall majority yes. in Stormont yeah but it's also the first time in something like 10 years where um, the DUP on their own don't have no it's the first time in 10 years the DP on their own don't have uh, veto power yeah which comes from uh, ha- that comes from having 30% yeah or a, or a third of the seats yeah there we go. Oh, that's what you were getting at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Jesus, that was a long way to get there. Yeah. Five minutes just to tell me I was right. Anyway, which no, is good. No, no, you, you were right, but you used the wrong words. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so, See, I mean, it's not fun when somebody else gets a bit handy on you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, well, well, I can't remember the name of it, but basically they can... Uh, I thing if you have a third... Yeah, there's if, a... If, if, if a third of the... Of the of the parliament says hey this can't go through because it's going to harm us yeah 
it's to stop the uh, the majority pushing pushing through legislation that would harm the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know is a thing that might happen in Northern Ireland. You the never majors. know. Uh, but the DUP were basically using it to block gay marriage and stuff. Yeah, which is funny because what they were doing was uh, using their power to stop things that would benefit people. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> How about How that? about that? Did you see yeah. the leaders' debate? I didn't. No. Oh, it was gas. I saw. I just saw like a highlight reel, mm. and there's a few things where like like Arlene's kind of sitting there. And she's she's trying to say stuff, and Michelle O'Neill just keeps cutting across her. <laughs> <laughs> to the extent that at one point Arlene says, like, you know, how about a bit of respect there, Michelle? You keep talking about respect, how about a bit of respect for this? And you know, there's a few kind of claps to the audience, and she goes to talk again, and Michelle cuts in under again, saying, How about some respect for the people of Northern Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> zing, zing. <laughs> and there's another one that, that was uh she said, uh, oh yeah, uh, Sinn Féin are going to um, Im- implement their radical uh, Republican agenda. Right. At which point, the, every, every member of the crowd clapped and shared like it was a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or something was mentioned about um, gay marriage and you know, everyone in the audience clapped. Yeah. And she's going to go as well, this is uh, obviously a fair and balanced crowd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she she's is gas. Oh man, she and has done herself Sinn Féin no are, Sinn Féin are basically after saying uh, we're not going into into into, into leadership with her. Yeah, what if, they if have said. power sharing, not with her. And the DUP have basically said she's got a mandate. You can't tell us who leads our party. Yeah, what they have said is the DUP have said you can't tell us who leads our party. Arlene Foster says I ain't know her. And Sinn Féin have turned around and said we are willing to work with the DUP, but not with Arlene Foster as first minister. So they've turned around and basically gone. You can put forward another DUP, uh, another DUP person, uh, minister to be the first minister, and we'll talk about it. And she can still be party leader if you want, but we won't work with her. Yeah. Uh, and so basically now nobody's talking to each other. Oh, no. Yeah. That was a nice 10 years we had. <laughs> well, what's interesting about this one is the fact that they've got three weeks to come up with uh, a government. And then it goes back to direct rule from Westminster. Not necessarily. They've got three weeks to sort it out, and basically what happens then is uh, the Northern Irish Secretary, who is James Brook... I don't know if it's Brookenshire or Brokenshire, but one or t'other. Um, he... Yeah, what is it he is to do? Oh, yeah. After three weeks, um, if nothing has happened, he's obliged to call another election. Or Westminster can rush through emergency legislation to have direct rule. Right. Now... Part of me is sitting there going, I have a funny feeling that's exactly what Sinn Féin want. What, return to the direct rule? Yeah. Yeah, because then they get to be the eternal opposition. No, they're even the eternal opposition. They get to, That's like such a shot in the arm for them because they get to sit there and kind of go, see what happens? You listen to the DUP and you're back under direct Westminster rule. Yep. Yep. And then they get to continue sitting there kind of going, okay, now you see the way Northern Ireland is fucked up and it's going to stay a little bit fucked up. That's on your watch. Yep. And, and, now, it's- and now it's on... England's watch yeah but the other thing is uh, it's never going to happen can you honestly see I can't believe it's not Thatcher going yeah well no we definitely want direct rule over the north again <laughs> never going to happen no she's too busy with other shit yeah oh yeah yeah it's also the fact that nobody wants direct rule over northern Ireland yeah I'm also wondering like, like if it's a case of I think I was looking at it uh, give me a second until I just find the results again but I'm pretty sure there if the unionists don't have a majority anymore, that means the nationalists can band together and make a government. Um, Surely. Or is it a case of, because of the Good Friday Agreement, there needs to be as far a power-sharing thing with the DUP? As far well. as I am aware, there needs to be a power-sharing thing. Yeah. That was my, that is what I was led to believe. Um, but now you're making me question it. <laughs> which is shit. Um, yeah, turnout was up 10%. It was on well. 64%. 60, yeah, 60, 64.78. Which is really good. Just really good. Apparently, uh, turnout in the North has just been increasing with each election that they have to go to. Yeah, and uh, the DUP just keep going down with each election they get. How about that? Yeah, because they're really... They're fucking dinosaurs, man. <laughs> like, they're literally standing there going, no, we don't want uh, fucking same-sex marriage. Why not? Cause... Uh, oh, uh, uh, right, okay. It's um, Mike Nesbitt stepped down. Oh, as the leader of the UUP. As the leader of the UUP. Yeah, I saw that. That's because he made a balls of it. Was it him who was saying, yeah, I'm going to give my second preference vote to the SDLP? It was or, was him, that, yeah. or was that the leader of the SDLP? Who no, did no, that? no. Uh, he was basically trying to get um, the... He was trying to get 
UUP voters to pass on their second preference to the SDLP. Now I'm saying this, I'm going, was he the, the leader of the SDLP? Pretty sure the, it was the leader of the SDLP because uh, there, there was a soundbite from the leader's debate where he was basically going, I'm a staunch nationalist, but me kind of giving some cross-community uh, cross support to another, another leader but a second preference vote doesn't make me any less of a nationalist. Mm, no, he was UUP. He was, he was UUP, I was right. Um, stop making me doubt myself. Well, maybe the SDLP guy had the same thing. Maybe maybe maybe, 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 though, maybe it's the two smaller uh, sectarian parties <laughs> that need to work together. <laughs> I do know. I do know that um, Arlene Foster was critical of Nesbitt because she was basically going, "Well done, fucker! You've just split the unionist vote." Like you, yeah. just, you should have been turned around, going, "No, no, support the DUP." And you know we lo- we're all in this together, and things will be fine. But instead, he went, "No, no, I think uh, you should give your second preference votes to the SDLP." And it didn't work. Uh, so the UUP are on ten, SDLP are on twelve, and <laughs> Sinn Fein is refusing to work with the DUP. So we'd have to see where it goes. Well, they're refusing to work with Arlene, and Arlene's refusing That's to step true. down. Yeah, because it's also the thing of like everyone's just being a stubborn bollocks, but you also kind of can't capitulate in that situation. Yeah. I mean, because they'll they'll just lose all face if they're seen to capitulate to Sinn Fein's demands. Oh yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, especially it, given all the fuck, like it's it's politics of fear. It's all yeah. just it's it's all fear mongering. Oh well, did you see the DUP's campaign? It was literally just don't let Sinn Fein in. They'll ruin us. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. There was nothing. Yep. Like the oh, woman, yeah. who, the woman who lost Northern Ireland half a billion pounds was standing there going, "Don't let them in. They'll bankrupt us." <laughs> Yep. To uh, mean, what was the other one? I had another one about basically how much of a ball bag she is, but I can't think of it now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole. Uh, oh, that was it. It was over. I was actually, I have to say, I was, I was disappointed that the alliance didn't make uh, more ground. I've I've a, I've, a, I've a decent amount of time for the alliance. Actually. What an actual centrist party in the north. Yeah, and they're also non-sectarian. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. a kind of a yeah, a non a non. They're a hundred percent. Like I've read their some of their um, stuff, and they're hundred percent. Like no, no, we recognise the fact that their nationalist and unionist communities in the Northern Ireland in Northern Ireland are both part of Northern Ireland and both deserve a say. And we shouldn't be making them for we shouldn't be forcing them to you know live or die by us or them. Yeah, we should. Which is re- fair. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, but they're, they're just not making they're not making ground. Shame that like, the, the, this is definitely going to be an interesting one to see how it develops over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm curious as if it'll go back, but I hmm, uh, I don't know. Again, it's a couple of ultimatums are on the table, and Bre- and with Brexit looming, there's no fucking time to play silly buggers. No, and finally, uh, I think that's a better podcast. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's I all I have, have on my notes. Yeah. Uh, sure I do I have an and finally. North. What did I have? Did I have an else in the north? No, I didn't really. I think I the know. election was the only thing that really happened in the north. Yeah, I mean, we had a couple of little bits. Uh, Fine Gael leadership, there's been more tossing and turning about it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's more It's, it's more, more chat, no splat. Yeah, like. it's, it, there's a real case of what's hot and what's not in Fine Gael at the moment. So it's really like Simon Harris, not Francis Fitzgerald, hot. Leo Varadkar, always hot. hot. Although, mm, interesting mm. enough, they uh, I think it was the Times did a poll and uh, between Coveney and Varadkar, and it came out uh, 49% of people were would back Coveney. And only Is 40... that in Fine Gael or a pop, a pop, a popular? Uh, I think it's just, I think it's popular. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I saw it on the Times, so I didn't go into it. I didn't actually read the in-depth. Yeah. I just there's, saw a, the there's, a, there's a couple of stories that were just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's watch develop. Yeah, it's 44 to 49 anyway in favour of COVID. Yeah. And also the uh, Citizens Citizens Assembly met and uh, talked about the old uh, the old Eighth Amendment, but sure, we're going to dig our teeth into that one next week. Yep, episode eight. Yep, so, um, yeah, just Aaron, finally, uh, it came out this week or last week that uh, Sean Spicer, our beloved press secretary for the uh, the White House, Used to be the Easter Bunny Aww. for the Easter Easter Bunny egg hunt. That's so nice. It's really nice. Yeah, I've seen um, pictures of it as well. Yeah, he was the Easter Bunny under the Bush administration, and he, and he fucking loved it. I'd say he did. <laughs> that must have been a great job. I wonder um, if he still does it. Yeah, it gets very hot. Each bunny gets a handler who guides them around the South Lawn. My handler for the event was my wife, who has been keeping <laughs> me in line for years. Oh, that's so. I sweet. can't see too much, and the bunny does not talk. But every <laughs> child is special on this day. 
Oh, what a nice man. Yeah. You know what? And again, the more I learn about him, the more I'm like, you know, you know what? I like that guy. Yeah, you know what? The next <laughs> He's time got someone... a shit job, but I like that guy. The next <laughs> time someone tries to give Sean Spicer shit, I'm going to literally turn around and be like, you know, that man was the Easter Bunny. You shut the fuck up. He, <laughs> he, he's lovely. And it's also the fact that when I first heard that and it said every Easter Bunny gets a handler, I instantly assumed they had like a bodyguard or a member of the Secret Service <laughs> that followed them around to kind of go, well, make sure that yeah. the bunny no, is literally, okay. you can't see anything yeah. and somebody has to lead you around and his it, wife does it. That's lovely. That's just, that's just so nice. sweet. Yeah, that's um, a nice note for us to end on. That's a nice note for this, uh, for us to end on. It kind of brings us back up from that, um, yeah, yeah, from the downer there, yeah. right in the middle. Uh, so yeah, until next week, um, I've been Connor and I've been Rob. Thank you very much for listening to Politics. See you uh, next week. See you next week. Bye bye.